Okay, class. Today we're gonna start with the basics. Welcome, everyone, to season two of the New Life Lutheran podcast, where, oh, oh, geez, I just messed it up. I forgot my own introduction. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the New Life Lutheran podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together. How to live the Christian life with excellence. I'm Pastor Eric, and welcome, guys. It's been two long months since we've posted an episode, and here we are entering into a new season. What we're doing is each year we're we're having some fun, changing some stylistic things with the podcast. So this is season two. We have been on a two-month break, and we are beginning our time together uh, for the next year um, right now. We're doing it live. It's season two. Um, and we had an awesome, insightful episode recorded for you guys to drop today. And somehow, by the wonders of technology, that uh, recording was corrupted. So uh, we were left with no recording to start off season two. And so here we are, rather than having episode one, of season two of the New Life Lutheran podcast. This is episode zero of season two of the New Life Lutheran podcast. So welcome to episode zero. And we are going to uh, fill you guys in on a few things that are going on, what we're looking for here in the future. So in season two, we are kicking off with a series called What is the Gospel? And I am joined by a couple of friends Uh, from different parts of my past, from different theological backgrounds. And we are spending eight weeks, eight episodes, exploring what the gospel is, why it's important. We talk about uh, the supremacy of Jesus and the work that he's done in the world. It is a great and insightful conversation. That's going to begin. The first episode is going to drop next week. After that, we are going to jump in on a series on the history of Martin Luther and Lutheranism. And I know that may not sound interesting to some of you, but uh, the character, the person of Martin Luther is just absolutely fascinating. And this, he was a monk who was super intelligent and told lots of inappropriate fart jokes. And I mean, the, the guy's a character and toward the end of his life, Kind of went crazy and definitely went anti-Semitic. So we are going to talk about Martin Luther, his life, and some of those things. Take a very real look at him, and it's going to be, it's going to be funny and it's going to be disturbing um, and it's going to be inspiring because God certainly used used this very broken and imperfect man to to preach the gospel and to kind of reclaim the gospel for his people, his church. So we're going to talk about Martin Luther, the history of Martin Luther and Lutheranism for several weeks. And after that, we're going to spend some time on what Lutherans believe. So we are going to be 
the the worst Lutheran podcast. Um, we are going to just just really talk about Lutheranism and all the good things that Lutheranism has for us, and probably do it worse than all the other Lutherans that are doing it right now. So we're going to talk about the confessions, the good things that uh, we can find in there. After that, we're going to do a series on grief and loss, and then a series on parenting. That'll probably get us to the end of next year. If not, then we will find uh, something else to talk about. But that's not what we're going to dig into today. Today, I want to introduce our first series, and this series is What is the Gospel? And with me, one of my guests sitting in my computer screen is my good friend, Daniel Hintz. Daniel and I have known each other uh, for several years. We met when I was a pastor up in Wisconsin, um, and he is one of the, the guests that we have during the What is the Gospel series. We also have another one of my friends, Paul Wells, who's not with us right now, um, who is also, he's down in Kansas. I knew him back from my college days, and he's in this conversation as well. So I, we're just going to spend a few minutes just introducing this series, What is the Gospel? But first, Daniel, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Who are you? Where are you from? What's your church background? What are some interesting things about you? Yeah, I appreciate that, Eric, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on this podcast. Um, I can officially say that um, I have been a longtime listener, uh, but this is my first time as a guest on this podcast uh, for that. So I really enjoy um, what you've been doing here um, with the New Life Lutheran podcast and have found it a personal encouragement to me um, over the past few years that you've been doing that. So, um, yeah, as Eric said, uh, my name is Daniel Hintz. Um, I currently live in um, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is kind of the northern part of Wisconsin, up towards uh, the Twin Cities, um, Minneapolis-St. Paul. And uh, yeah, like Eric said, um, uh, we met uh, when he was a pastor in Wisconsin. Um, we went to different churches. I was, um, at the time, a, a member um, and still a member of the, the Nazarene denomination um, here, which is kind of a Wesleyan, um, somewhat, somewhat adjacent to like the Free Methodist um, or Wesleyan churches um, in, in terms of theological tradition. Um, and I'm still a, a member of that church um, as far as my background was born and raised in it. Um, I say raised in the church because uh, my father was the youth pastor, my mother was the secretary, and we were homeschooled, both me and my brother. Literally raised in the church. Yeah. <laughs> Literally raised in the building of the church. Um, I joke that, like, I know, like, secrets about the church building that like probably no one else knows because just the amount of time I spent there as a child exploring was yeah. was pretty high. Um, so yeah, I was raised in the church um, in in uh, from an early age, um, both myself and my, my younger brother. And uh, yeah, have a, a real strong um, passion um, for uh, lay ministry and for um, you know, the belief that you do not have to be a um, quote-unquote professional Christian to be a good Christian. Um, and, and that uh, a lot of times, I think, from my own experience, it's easy for people to say, well, that's the pastor's job, or that is um, you know, someone else's job to do some of those things. And I think it's, uh, that's, that's really not the case, that it is um, the responsibility of every Christian to, to do the, all that we can. For, for the kingdom of God, for the church, for yeah. um, living that gospel out. Um, yeah, amen. Hmm. So that is definitely something that uh, near and dear to my heart. Otherwise, interesting things about me, um, I like to run, um, even when it's 
80 degrees outside and 80% humidity, and it's like you're swimming at the same time, <laughs> um, which has kind of been the case here in Wisconsin the past few weeks. Um, like to run, like to uh, read and write, and um, arithmetic is not a, a favorite thing of mine, but um, I do work for a, uh, a credit union, so that's a part of my job, so I kind of stay well-rounded in regards to all of the major disciplines um, for there. And yeah, I've, uh, as Eric said, we've um, been having these conversations um, for the past several weeks and have really enjoyed um, starting to tease out and um, we haven't done as much debating as I think Eric had kind of hoped when he got the three of us together. Yeah, I um, kind of hope that it would be like a fiery, like I was hoping that it would be be uh, a pretty, I was hoping to get kind of heated. Yeah. But. Yeah, but I guess that goes to show like when, when you're just talking about the gospel and Jesus, like... I mean, uh, you can you can be pretty unified because, right. um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's really what it's all about when you boil it down to it. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, you and I, we got we became close friends just for just because of our, our mutual nerdiness about stories and fantasy and having a lot of those conversations. Um, and well, so we we've started, developed. A, yeah, we mm-hmm. also started podcasting right around the same time. Yeah, that's um, right with, you know, previous podcasts that we um, had started up. And so there was kind of a lot of mutual interests that, yeah. that grew They were together. both literary podcasts. They were both, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, good. Um, so next week you'll get to know Daniel a little bit more. Um, we'll kind of uh, hear some more from him and also from Paul. So you'll get to know Paul as well. You'll get to hear his golden voice through um, <laughs> through your headphones. Uh, but but today, let's just spend a little bit of time, Daniel. I just want to talk about this book. We've we've back recorded uh, most of our uh, most of this series, so we're kind of right at the end of the series when it comes to the three of us recording it. And uh, and so, why don't you just kind of give us a brief introduction to the book that we're kind of using as a guide through this? So we've all been reading the same book, and we've been breaking down the episodes by chapters by the chapters in the book. Um, so why don't you just kind of give us an introduction to the book to kind of help us frame what we've been talking about the last last eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so we are reading um, a book uh, called um, Simply Good News um, by N.T. Wright, who is uh, kind of a, a very prolific modern-day theologian, writer, um, and, and um, historian as far as um, yeah. biblical history, that sort of stuff. So... Um, yeah, the the premise of the book is kind of answering the question of what makes um, the gospel, what makes the story of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection good news. Um, because the, the word gospel, originally translated, is good news. And for, for human beings who are living now 2,000 years removed from the actual historical event, what makes that newsworthy? And what makes that good? And the way that N.T. Wright kind of addresses that is by defining terms and kind of getting to the heart of, well, what does it really mean um, for something to be good news? Why does the, um, you know, the historicity of the, the events matter? Why do the, um, our understanding of the way we talk about the matter? And then what effect does that have on the way we talk about it, on the way we live as Christians um, and the way we talk about the gospel based on those terms. Um, the nice thing about N.T. Wright, at least in this book, 
um, and the other books of his that I've read is he's he's a pretty conversational author. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's sure. Very easy to read. His chapters are, are pretty digestible. Um, and, and so even if you're not a big theology nerd, which I am by no means, uh, you know, a, a theology nerd as far as reading um, the, the breadth of, of that, um, it, it's very understandable and very um, easy to digest. Um, some people have compared N.T. Wright to someone like C.S. Lewis, who's obviously another kind of well-respected, prolific um, writer and theologian from the past. I would say don't go into N.T. Wright's books expecting C.S. Lewis. Sure. Um, right. There are yeah. some similarities, but I think that if you if you go in expecting to be reading C.S. Lewis, you're going to be disappointed. If right. you come in expecting, you know, without without expectations, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what you find right. there. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a good book to kind of have. Eric always says it's like our conversation partner mm-hmm. um, and to have as that other voice to kind of um, start ideas and kind of bounce those ideas off and um I think we've all realized N.T. Wright is much more eloquent than any of the three of us are. Oh, man, big time. Just, yeah, yeah. He can, he can turn a phrase. Yeah. Yeah, the dude can turn a phrase, that's for sure. And it, and it was important to me, The part of the reason why I wanted to do this series the way that I did is because I wanted to, um, just like you said, Daniel, kind of at the top when you talked about uh, you being kind of, you being really dedicated to lay ministry, I wanted to remove some of the, like the mystique and some of that feeling of like the professional, some of that professionalism when it came to having these conversations. Because last year in our first season, it was uh, Pastor Ben, our lead pastor, Tim Thompson, our youth director, and I. Or later it was Pastor Ben, uh, Pastor Phil, who's our teaching pastor, and myself. So we always had, you know, these these men who were full time. Uh, these folks who are in full-time ministry, um, and three of us, uh, Pastor Ben, Pastor Phil, and myself, uh, have are educated in theology and ministry, and so it's easy to kind of feel like there's this uh, separation, right? That we're we're the ones, we're the experts, and we're just like we're we're the experts, and we're just like pontificating about what everybody else should do, and and I really wanted to. For this series to have two lay people um, be kind of the main voices that we hear throughout the whole thing, um, so that's why I, I asked you and Paul because Paul also is a lay person. He's not he's not in ordained ministry. He's not in professional ministry, and and also using this book in particular, which I would recommend. Uh, I, I would recommend pretty much anybody could pick up this book and yeah. and read it, and they could understand what was going on. Um, obviously, you know, the, the more, the more you have read, the more you can kind of read between the lines of what he says, mm-hmm. uh, but you can pick this up, you can read it, you can understand it, you can get, you can get all the good meat that he has in there, um, without, without needing any special education or anything like that, any higher ed. Um, and so yeah. in the link or, or in the description of this, uh, podcast, I'm going to leave a link uh, for this book on Amazon. And right now, um, you can buy it for $5.06 used on Amazon. Um, so for those of you who are listening, if you do want to purchase the book and read along with us, we're doing one chapter a week. Um, go ahead and do that. It's not a particularly expensive book if you get it used, um, which I'm, I'm a huge used book buyer. That's all I buy. Yeah. I, I hardly ever buy a, a new book. Um, I would encourage you to do that because really this is 
this is very this is lay level. You know, this is not uh, you know NT write can write um, very scholarly, very high level, and this is not one of those books. He's yeah. very down to earth, very understandable. Uh, one of the things that we saw early on was like. You know, he he really says one thing, and then he says it again and again and again and again and again, uh-huh. like six different ways to really make sure that you got it. Um, so it's a it's a great book, and I would encourage all those who are listening um, to to pick it up and to to read it along with us uh, through this series. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it really functions on nicely on two levels. It's very digestible for you know just a, uh, a you know an easy um, read. But it also kind of hints at a lot of other things where if you are kind of on the um, more theological side and you do enjoy thinking about or doing more reading on those topics, there's certainly enough there that will kind of, you know, hint at, yeah, there's a lot more to be explored here. He he says, we've we've joked the last couple of weeks, like he's ended a couple of chapters with like, I could write a whole other book about just this topic. (laughs) But there's not time for it. So here's two sentences. Yeah, here's my here's my thesis statement about what I think about this thing. Um, No, yeah, no, I think you're right. There's definitely enough in there that you, you know, you can keep digging. And and it's funny, kind of, you know, reading through it, you he does a good job of uh, addressing uh, big the big questions that are in popular Christianity right now. Um, some of the big questions um, about like the problem of evil, he like he he like dances a little bit and like some kind of predestination kind of stuff. He never quite lands hard on any of those things, but he does enough kind of like reworking to give you new insight into those conversations so that you know you can be equipped to think through those things as you hear them, see them on social media, read articles about it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely like, as you know, you can if you if you've read um, some theology, you can see when he's doing that. And you're like, oh, you're being cute now. You know, I can see <laughs> you're being cute. And see uh, when you kind of the way that you phrase that is really uh, was really particular and careful. Um, so it, it's been yeah. it's been a fun, fun book. So why don't you, uh, uh, Daniel, just give us kind of a breakdown of like what are the big the, the big picture what is N.T. Wright doing in this book? Um, and maybe what can uh, our, our listeners be looking for, kind of the theme that they can be looking for throughout the next eight episodes? Yeah, yeah, those are great questions. Um, I, I think the, the big kind of premise that he starts out kind of in the first chapter and then carries through the majority of the book um, is N.T. Wright is making the making the distinction between good news and good advice. And I'd say if, I, if you had to boil the whole book down to kind of one core idea, that's really yeah. it, is that there is a fundamental difference between giving someone good news about something that has actually happened that therefore changes the way they live and between giving someone good advice that they should follow because hopefully their life will improve if they do. Right. Um, and that too often, um, at least in the Western um, view of Christianity, we tend to reduce the gospel to here's some good advice. Here's mm-hmm. some tips that you can use to live a happy and fulfilled life, to be successful, to, you know, have a, a good family and a good job and all of these things. Yeah. And when we do that, we kind of reduce 
the overall um, value of what we are actually talking about right. because it just falls in line with all of the other moral teachers um, mm -hmm. of the day and that we see in popular culture. It just mm -hmm. it's a, another set of advice and creeds to live by. Right. Um, so that's kind of the, the major thing, and we won't get too much into that because that'll spoil next week's discussion yeah, um, yeah. too much. Uh, but then he, he starts kind of going a little bit more point by point from there and talking about things like, um, you know, is the what does it mean? Um, is, is the gospel scandalish? Is it foolish? Like, how do people react to the gospel mm -hmm. when we do present it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, talk. He, he does a lot of trying to establish historical context for yeah. how was this news originally received by the, mm -hmm. the initial Christians in that first century? Um, what did it mean when it was presented to them? Yeah. Um, you know, talks about how surprising um, Jesus was as um, this Messiah, this savior figure that it was not at all what anyone was looking for or right. wanting. Wanted. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, he starts dealing with some of the the ramifications that those ideas have. Once we fully understand how um, surprising Jesus is and, and what the good news really means, then how does that shape our understanding of things like heaven? Um, how does our understanding of heaven shape our understanding of our responsibility on earth and in our communities and in our families and in our neighborhoods? Um, what does that mean about how we think about God? And, you know, kind of the relationship that we have with him and the way we talk about him in popular culture. Um, and then, again, how does that affect the way that we really live? Um, and, and why do the ideas that we have matter in terms right. of what we actually do in our day to day lives? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, and like you said, we'll, we'll talk more about this next week. But it's really I really like how he sets out. The, the the main issue that that we're dealing with here is that largely in the Christian world in the West, um, I think that I think that there's been this desire to seem useful and relevant and helpful, and so a lot of the proclamation that gets made has to do with how you how you live, kind of like a moral teaching, and a lot of Jesus's teachings. A lot of Jesus's actions, uh, um, just a lot of a lot of the preaching that goes on gets turned to moral imperatives for you to go and do things, mm -hmm. um, which which are which are good. Like at the end, you know, at the end of the day, Jesus does have moral teachings, and if we believe in the gospel, there are moral implications that happen. Like like our behavior does in fact change. Um, but a lot of the the preaching and teaching and proclamation that goes on in the church today, a lot of the books that are being produced, um, a lot of the most popular speakers and uh, a lot of the the local leaders are really making they're, they're teaching things that uh, wouldn't necessarily require Jesus to have died and resurrected and ascended right. into heaven and given the Holy right. Spirit, right? Like, like. They're just moral teachings. Um, and in fact, that's something that I, I think about when I hear um, some preachers preach is that they get to the end of their sermon. And I'm like, well, Jesus didn't have to die for them to say that, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus didn't have to do his work in order for this to be true. 
Um, and so a lot of our proclamation doesn't really have anything to do with the news that something indeed has happened that changes things and has more to do with how can how can you live uh, a happier, more fulfilled, you know, middle class life in, in this right. world. Right. right. Which so I like how he kind of sets out the issue and then explores the implications from there. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and again, so much of the work that he's doing in this book is defining those terms is in making sure that we have an understanding of um, the language that we use in Christianity right. and and what that does to the way we think about the world, um, which is something I am I am passionate about, um, you know, as well as is language and how that shapes the way we think Um you know, because the, the language that you use um, is influenced by what you, you know, you think in your mind, but it also influences what you think mm -hmm. in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we we get to the point sometimes where we're just so familiar with ideas, um, like right. something like a, a word like the gospel. Mm -hmm. We just use that um, and don't necessarily think about but what does that actually mean? Right. And what is that? What is me saying that 2000 years ago, um, a Jewish man uh, was killed by Romans on a cross and then rose right. again um, right. and, and is, is, is still alive today. What does that mean in terms of good news for my life in right. the year 2020 in America? Yeah, because it seems so obscure, but but once you... Once you realize that the resurrection of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, validates his claims about himself being the savior of the world and about the God who sent him into the world, mm -hmm. um, that's when that's when we start to kind of like it pricks our ears. We start to say, oh, so maybe this changes the way that I understand how God operates in the world. Uh, maybe he's not, uh, which, which in the most recent recording, this is what we talk about. You know, maybe he's not the wrathful God that he gets caricature, you know, characterized as. Um, maybe he's, maybe he is a loving God because he did this thing for me freely. Mm -hmm. um, that that begins to color the way that we think about ourselves because now I'm no longer, uh, I no longer have to perform or have fear of performance because. Jesus did it for me. Uh, I no longer have to have fear of punishment because Jesus took the punishment for me, right? Like that, that does have significant implications to our mental health and the way that we behave and our self-identity and our self-esteem. Um, it changes a lot for us if we begin to take seriously the news, um, not just the moral teachings of Jesus, but the news that he proclaimed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, good. So as we embark into the next eight weeks, Daniel, do you have any advice for our listeners that will make their uh, uh, their their experience better or maybe uh, be able to engage well over the next eight weeks? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would say, first of all, like Eric said, this book is is pretty accessible, um, both in terms of um, availability and cost. 
currently, and then also in terms of um, you know how how readable the material itself is. So I would say um, if you have access to this book, read along. Um, you know, the, the chapters are manageable. We're just covering um, basically one chapter a week is how we've kind of broken the discussion up. And so it's, you know, it's pretty easy to um, to read a chapter, you know, to listen to our insightful expert commentary on it. Um, and then and then um, kind of do that. The, the other thing I would say is um, I personally find and I, I think one of the reasons I've enjoyed this series of conversations so much is. Um, it's one thing to to read a book or to listen to a podcast and kind of hear or be exposed to ideas. Um, it's another thing to actually have those same discussions yourself and mm-hmm. to to engage in the discussion in another way, because to me, it makes the ideas become more real mm-hmm. when I can start actually giving voice to them and giving voice to my thoughts on them and, um, you know, hearing how other people react to them. Um, you know, that makes what I am learning come alive to me in a whole new way. And so I would say whether you are reading the book along with us or just listening to this podcast, um, maybe do so in a in a group or or find someone that you can discuss that with. Um, I know, you know, we're kind of still in the midst of some uncertainty as far as quarantines sure. and coronavirus and everything. But, um, you know, finding finding some kind of outlet to mm-hmm. participate in the discussion rather yeah. than just listening to the discussion, I think will make it um, much more fruitful um, mm-hmm. for, for the, for the audience. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Having, uh, I, I found that to be a really, a really good way. Um, yeah. To internalize information. And it's just fun when, when you're, when you and your friends are, kind of experiencing the same thing together, right? When you're listening to the same podcasts or, um, you know, you're, you're hearing the same preacher, um, then you can have those conversations outside of that space. Um, and that really does help. That's good. That's good advice, Daniel. Yeah. I, I would just echo, um, if you have the resources buy the book, uh, cause it's, it's a nice little read. Um, I doubt that you, that any of our listeners will find it particularly difficult, um, to read through, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, he, and he's just a fun writer. It's just, it's everything, everything's pretty lighthearted. Um, even with some of the weightiness that he, uh, some of the weightiness that the weighty issues that he deals with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's also, I, I will say too, if you get a, um, I, I have a used copy that was purchased from Amazon and you might yes. get one that is like given, <laughs> was given as a gift to someone. And then is signed or somehow marked up, which I think is one of my favorite things. You know, Eric, you mentioned you love used books. I love them mm-hmm. specifically because you get a book with some history on it. And it's yeah. like, who is um, Barbara and why did she not <laughs> read this book and immediately <laughs> sold it on Amazon <laughs> for a few dollars? I don't know, but I'm now part of that story. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Barbara regifted, sent it to the thrift store. It's probably what happened. Uh, re-gifted re-gifted the book oh that's funny yeah well good well i hope you guys listen in over the next eight weeks thank you guys for listening to episode zero of season two of the new life lutheran podcast um the next eight weeks are going to be a lot of fun so i hope you guys listen in a lot of really really good conversations a lot of really really important conversations um and so it's gonna i think it's going to be a breath of fresh air for a lot of our listeners to hear um 
you know, the quote unquote, not, not professionals, um, have this conversation and that, and that these conversations are accessible to everybody. Um, every Christian can, can think and talk about the gospel and, uh, can do it well. So I think it's going to be a great series. It's been, it's been a lot of fun recording with the guys. Um, and so I'm going to miss it once it's all over, um, here in the next couple of weeks, but hope you guys join us next week for the first episode of what is the gospel, where we jump in to our conversation of the good news for us today. Thank you guys for joining us today. I love you and have a great weekend.